This is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis. Hello, everyone. Uh, Paul Cochran here with uh, Garrett Crawford. Good morning, Garrett. Happy Saturday to you. Yeah. Making finances easier, um, 865-770-5031. Well, Garrett, a trivia question this morning. What would be one or two things that uh, are easiest, effortless, for you to spend money on? Uh, good question. Um as you asked it, uh, anything at Costco would probably be my banner uh, <laughs> message. I walk in there for one thing, and I think, wow, that's a great deal. I need 48 AA batteries. I came in for something totally different. Uh, so it, I went through the Costco line the other day, and I just had to pick up some paper towels. And uh, paper towels, and I forget what the other couple small things were. And uh, I rolled out at a $50 bill for three items at Costco. Even the Costco guy made a note. He said, man, you can't even get three items anymore for less than $50. Uh, so evidently, Costco is probably a part of that answer. But um, I guess what I really think about is like efficiency and technological efficiency. Like uh, I know... Uh, like we all have iPhones and like the bedside charger. So having a, a charger right there beside my bed and then making sure I have the right cable for inside my car that plugs in, making sure that our devices in the kitchen can plug in in an efficient way. And so uh, anything that uh, that helps with integration and efficiency uh, and makes my life a little bit easier, uh, I'll, I'll pay money for that. And Paul, what about you? Well, I, I would say uh, uh, two things. Well, first, I would say I, I, I recognize that about you. In fact, I'll kind of, out of the corner of my eye, kind of watch what you're doing. Because uh, if I can just pick up some of those breadcrumbs. Uh, when you have somebody 30 years younger than you um, around you, you learn a lot more tech than you otherwise would. Um, but I'd say for me, it'd be two things. One would be, um, especially as I've gotten older, uh, uh, I like uh, comfortable, good shoes, so I like buying shoes. And um, and then the other thing would be uh, kind of anything uh, related to uh, my bicycle uh, habits. So cycling, and uh, you know whether it be bicycles, I own several, and or uh, you know the various and sundry things that'll go with bicycles, what you wear cycling, all those things. Uh, that's a place for effortlessly. Um, but Sandy doesn't seem to mind because, uh, you know, this kind of thing, I use it almost every day. And so it's good for me. And, and so it works out pretty good. Um, but anyway, today um, I, I was hoping we could have a conversation about financial planning kind of in general. And some of the myths, some of the misconceptions, uh, some of the realities about what uh, what happens with financial planning, um, 
what people might have a preconceived idea about what's coming down the pike versus what might really be happening, um, how investment management fits into financial planning, et cetera. So uh, how does that sound? That sounds good. You want me to start? Sure, go ahead. Uh, so I, I remember when I first got it, got into this industry, we, we took some classes uh, down in Georgia. I think it was Georgia. Maybe it was Washington, D.C., but we went to like a weekend conference, and there was this guy. He was from Georgia, and uh, he was leading the class, and he called it financial planning. Uh, <laughs> you need to walk your clients through some financial planning. Uh, and just made the term sound real fancy uh, and, uh, you know, elite-level activity. And, uh, you know, it, it, it really can be, and it's a lot more nuanced than I ever gave it credit for. But... Uh, Financial planning uh, doesn't mean you have to be uh, polished when you come through the door, that your financial statement should be in a spreadsheet and that you should have things together and that, uh, you know, you're going to be delivered this this piece of paper that uh, in seven steps is going to fix everything, (laughs) fix everything and multiply your wealth. And, uh, you know, there is an element of a financial plan. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But uh, financial planning is a lot more about uh, what is happening in your life. What are your financial concerns? Where are some areas that you feel you are weak that you would like to strengthen? And uh, I, we like to call some of our first meetings and with financial planning just a, a get organized meeting. That means uh, don't don't come into the door thinking you're going to be preached at or thinking that. Uh, you know, somehow you should be further along than you really are. But instead, it's bring all those statements that you don't understand, bring uh, the insurance policies that you're not even sure are in force anymore, bring it all in a box or bring your laptop, and we will start at the uh, a very beginning of uh, how much do you earn at work <laughs> and uh, maybe look at a pay stub to help you figure out what's being deducted from your pay stub account. And then we kind of systematically go through that, not all in 30 minutes, not all in an hour, uh, but for a lot of our clients, it is a... Uh, multi-year long process so uh anybody that says in two months we've got to have all this figured out uh which you know there are planners out there that do that uh that can that can be an overwhelming process yeah i'm I'm so glad you brought that up because i i've seen that again and again where i've seen people hesitate getting help because there is this kind of almost like an embarrassed reluctance because they don't want to show somebody what they don't know yeah and it's it's like every discipline uh just pick a discipline whether it's uh, a hobby like cycling or or running or anything there's going to be uh, vocabulary there's going to be um you know levels of expertise and and kind of layers of understanding in each one of those disciplines that you just don't you 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 just wouldn't know it naturally it's just going to take time and so so yeah i love what you say that that listen just come as you are and we can walk you through it i know that last appointment we had yesterday um with uh with that individual um you know, he's 63, I think his wife's 61, and um, he he knew enough to know that 
he really felt like he wanted to have somebody else give some input. Mm-hmm. And um, so we touched on about a dozen different items. And uh, one of the things that you and I were really wanting to communicate to him is that, listen, Rome wasn't built in a day. This is going to take a little bit of time. So we gave him a starting point. Let's do this first, and we'll look at this, and, and we'll continue this conversation going. Yeah, and uh, an- another item that I think relates to that that I think about is uh, the process of financial planning. I've, I've heard this from other people. It's not an exact science, so some of these uh, – you know, even software programs will say you have an 87.23% chance of a successful mm. retirement. Mm. I use those financial planning softwares. Uh, I love those financial planning mm. softwares, That's but uh, in a snapshot in time, let's say you're 67 listening to this uh, this radio show and retirement is in front of you, for somebody to sit down and write up a financial plan that you can live off uh, and that will stay correct and accurate for the next 30 years and it say that you're going to have an 87.325% chance of a successful retirement. Uh, that's, that's, it's a little bit of baloney because there's so much that's unpredictable in front of you, namely how long you're going to live. Uh, but my point there is that financial pr- planning is a process of being less wrong every day. Mm. Uh, so mm. that mm. we, we, de- build a plan uh, for the future, what we think might happen. But what Mm. we find with our clients is that even within the course of six months or a year, we're having to adjust the plan because something has happened. And so uh, I would say uh, one of the misconceptions out there might be that financial planners think they can develop something that's going to last 30 years. And I would say uh, I I believe more in that my job is to be a little bit less wrong with clients and Mm. to be more accurate in my projections as times pass along and I think we've talked about on the radio show before but uh, those little adjustments along the way are where uh, you know where we provide value but also the difference makers and what some people might say were uh, as they look back on their life that was a good decision and I'm mm. so glad that I did it so uh, being a, a little bit more accurate as the years go on and making tiny adjustments along the way that's really what financial planning is to me yeah yeah that's uh, that's really helpful and I think there's this uh, there'd be a tendency to um, for some, uh, like in our area, there are a lot of engineers where they can kind of create their own narrative. Maybe they've been a do-it-yourselfer and they've uh, kind of created a narrative of how things work. But then oftentimes I'll do uh, maybe give a second opinion and kind of look at where they are. But there are, you know, overlaps in asset allocation. There's gaps in asset allocation. There are... um, they're, they're maybe too heavily weighted in one area versus another. Um, there are uh, blind spots that they just don't, that, you know, they just don't see. And that's, that's the very nature of a blind spot. You don't see it. And so, um, so I think one thing is, is we talked about initially of, of people being embarrassed to share what they don't know. But then there's other situations where people overestimate what they think they know, 
and yeah. so they're making so they'll come and I've heard that I've heard this times without number they'll come to you and uh, we'll ask them so what's been your thought process about how you would file for social security and they spit something out maybe like what their neighbor did or their friend at work did or whatever and it's it's just wrong it's it's mathematically it, it's not going to work or it's not going to be the most efficient way to do it and so um being embarrassed about not knowing something or being overconfident thinking you know what you don't know would be a, a kind of another uh, side of the ditch to fall on on the other side of the road. Yeah, and I'd throw in there too uh, that, there, you know, there are, you talk about do-it-yourselfers and, uh, you know, there's some people out there that are that are equipped <laughs> and enjoy it so much that the idea of bringing somebody else in to help them uh, is not appealing because they like that control and they like building uh, the investment portfolio. But I would say, uh, you know, sometimes with our investments, I, I think that's, that's a possible route. Uh, I think help is never a bad thing. But uh, I would argue that financial planning is something that going the DIY route uh, that I that I can know everything about tax laws and retirement accounts, retirement. I do this every day of my life and have for ten years. Mm-hmm. And financial planning is is uh, nuanced. It's hard. It's sometimes subjective. It requires mm-hmm. an opinion and mm-hmm. advice. And we talk about. Uh, practicing financial planning a little bit like your doctor practices mm. medicine mm. in that uh, you know sometimes you got to make a judgment call mm. based on history based on current tax laws your feelings about future tax laws and what could happen and uh, my point there is that I think anytime we we come into contact with something that is uh, nuanced and there's a lot of depth of knowledge and rules, collaboration is is usually better than trying to go the solo route. Especially, you know, even I do this for a living, and I have to get help from other financial planners in my industry to make sure that mm. I'm reading the landscape correctly. And so to think that if I didn't do this all day every day, that I would be it. it it's so easy that I've just got to you know type something up and my, my plan will be written. I just I just don't think financial planning scales like that. And in collaboration, uh, you know, whether it's a, a one-time engagement, an annual retainer engagement for a year or uh, something uh, more year by year, which is what we focus on, I think getting help uh, is something that uh, if you've never done it before with financial planning, you might be surprised that somebody's going to give you an idea or advice that could be different than what you were planning. Yeah, yeah, that that that's good. You know, that reminds me of something. One of the reasons I enjoy what we do is that it um, it, it, it it because every household's a little bit different. It, it's always fresh. The, 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 every puzzle is a new puzzle, and so uh, that uh, simple. Um, uh, income plan that I was developing uh, one day last week with, with a client that you know of um, it it uh, I was using everything in our toolbox thinking through uh, um, an income uh, the most efficient way and the lowest risk way to generate the income that she desired and uh, and it was really just it was kind of a fun puzzle to work on um, 
So to pivot to another um, kind of a kind of a misconception that I see sometimes, and it's the whole question of uh, of performance. And so I think some people can come into the uh, financial planner or the investment advisor, and they can think, okay, this guy, uh, he's on trial, and he's on trial because he needs to be able to outperform the other guys out there who are doing this. Who's the guy that's getting the best return on their money? And I need to compare this. In in other words, they're rate chasing. They're they're rate chasing and they're trying to find, well, who's going to give me the most return on my money? So is that, is that, is that bad? Well, no, you want to get a lot of return on your money, but it's way more nuanced than that, is, is it not? <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, also exhausting yeah, yeah. <laughs> for all parties involved. Yeah, and, uh, and so th- this whole idea of, um, like, for, for example, that, that whole age-old uh, debate between, okay, what's going to perform better, uh, passive investments or active investments? A, a, a passive investment strategy or an active management invest investment strategy uh, the latter being one where you're going to be trading stocks etc the former the the indexing the passive would be buy an index and, and you just hold it well <clears throat> philosophically kind of where we would land would be more uh you know which one's better yes yeah. <laughs> we, we, we we there are uh, unique circumstances where each one of those can have their merit and help and, and, and helpfulness, and so um, if somebody's a real rate chaser, then I think what what they need to look at is okay. Here's what the market has done. Here's what the S and P or the Dow or the Nasdaq. Here's what it has done, and. Um, uh, here's what it's. Here's what it did in 2021. Here's what it did in 2019. Here's what it did in 2015. And you can go back and you can look at what those indices have done. And each one of those indices has some certain industries in it that um, are going to affect how that index does. Well, um, over time, if you take a long period of time, like say the time of someone's retirement. Um, it's the risk is going to come in there and say, well, you can buy the S you can buy an index that mimics the S and P 500, but do you want to take that much risk? And so it might be that you uh, have, let's say, you have, if you had, uh, just just pick a number, say a hundred thousand dollars, and you wanted to have, you wanted to own the S and P 500, but along with that not take as much risk as the S&P 500. Well, that's going to affect, you know, if you're taking six, 60% of the risk of the S&P, well, you should earn about 60% of what the S&P does. And so I think indexes can be helpful to look at so you can see um, what the market's doing. So you're, you can't really uh, out, outdo the market. You can just kind of be the market. Um, at one level. Then when it comes to some of the specific things, 
then you can look at various asset classes that you'd like to be involved in and some diversification and some other ways to mitigate risk by using different asset classes, by mixing in some fixed income uh, ideas. Um, but to be myopic about, uh, okay, what did you guys earn? What was your what was your rate of return in, in 2022 or, or, or whatever? Um, that can be really short-sighted. Yeah, and I'd add too, Paul, that we're coming off, uh, boy, 10, 11 years of the market going up. And so I think, uh, I, you know, I'm hearing in client meetings, uh, hey, can you take a look at this for people that aren't clients, that are prospects coming? Can you take a look at my account? Because it's, uh, it's going down. <laughs> uh, and part of that is the whole market has, has been falling for 2022. And the question isn't so much, uh, you know, how do, we, how do we be positive in a year when everything's down? The question is, how much risk are you taking? Do you feel comfortable with that? Uh, obviously, you probably aren't feeling comfortable with that level as you get closer to retirement because uh, you didn't maybe know you could lose that much so quick. And so I think it's, it's more dial, dialing in uh, the amount of risk that you're comfortable with but uh i would i would caution anyone that's that's so focused on returns uh that somebody that is uh you know we have we have a few investment strategies that are doing good this year all things considered but when somebody's pulling out 20 percent 30 percent positive returns in a year like 2022 uh that either means uh, you might be taking way more risk mm. uh, than you mm-hmm. even realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because your investment guy says, mm-hmm. uh, look what I did this year, mm. I'd be wondering, uh, mm. what what am I investing mm-hmm. in if it's completely uh, uh, correlated opposite of the market? And mm. so uh, I don't, I'm, I'm sure there's a good case for that out there, but uh, I would... Uh, I would just make sure when you go rate chasing that you're not rate chasing without understanding how much risk you're taking. Yeah. Yeah. So I usually, if somebody jumps to, okay, what's your performance? I can usually tell that, that they, um, haven't had a lot of experience with, with investing. So Paul, if somebody, uh, wants to reach out and they want to do one of these appointments and kind of get started on financial planning or uh, what we call making their finances easier, how how would they do it? Well, they can call 865-770-5031 or just go to makingfinanceseasier.com and contact us. Um, But I guess we're out of time. It's good to be with you, Garrett, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, I look forward to doing it again. Thank you for listening to Making Finances Easier. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, or Bruce Landis at Providence Wealth Management. Call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC. Providence Advisors Group, LLC, and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis and Providence Wealth Management are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show 
are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.